Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This week on Pubgates. We talk the Trumps getting COVID. Savage extenti. And when your partner's parents are a little too friendly. Woo! Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pub Games, a pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. The postmodern queers! Yeah! <laughs> hey, welcome to Pop Gays. Aurelia, happy birthday for this week. Yes! A sprightly 21. How's it feel? <laughs> <laughs> Just like the last four years of turning yeah. 21. <laughs> Each time I turn 21, I learn something new about being 21. <laughs> no, I had honestly the best day. I felt so spoiled. I got like so many flowers. Oh my gosh. I had like three bouquets. I felt oh. like bloody Meghan Markle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I've just had like the most relaxing time because I took Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off and I never have like five days off in a row. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, I feel so relaxed now and I don't want to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, fuck that <laughs> That's the worst thing about like time off is that you realize how good time off is and yeah. it's only off for a time. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Socrates. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> that one. But that's the thing, yeah. It's the more into this like quarantine thing, the more I'm realizing... I can only really work one or two days a week. <laughs> I should never be fully employed. <laughs> well, comedy is the right choice yeah, for you. Yeah, I the right decision. <laughs> and I'm, like, comfortable with, like, all yeah. my things in one room. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, radiant. Absolutely. I'm glowing. Thank you, Frydenberg. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. So what'd you get up to, Aurelia? Did you hang out with your girlfriend and your housemates? Yeah, so my girlfriend was over. We got a little bit stoned every day, aside from today, because <laughs> I'm committed and professional. It's nice. That makes one of us. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then we had, like, a little party on Friday night. So one of my housemates has moved out with his girlfriend, and his room is empty, and it has a balcony. <gasps> So we're just like sitting on the balcony, um, talking shit. I bought out a pack of cigarettes I had for six years. <gasps> and it's like a pack of Marlboro menthols from Europe. So it's got the non-cancer packaging. What a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I miss tobacco capitalism. I miss it. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I don't really smoke cigarettes at all. I actually really don't like them. But on Friday night, I was like, wow, this is a vibe. I get it. <laughs> Aurelia, I... Th- <laughs> 
I 100% get it. It is a vibe. And I can't help but feel like a 13-year-old kid when I've got a cigarette in my mouth. I change as a person. I become anew. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm feeling cool and hot and skinny and European. And like I might be in New York on a rooftop, not in Fitzroy on a balcony. Absolutely. You need that like like what oversized <laughs> oversized like, men's shirt, a Diet Coke in one hand, a cigarette in the other. Hello. How did you know I had a Diet Coke? Because <laughs> I know that aesthetic. <laughs> I love it. That's incredible. Yeah. And now I'm like happy and feeling good. I'm just a little bit tired due to daylight savings as we all are. Oh my, oh god. my god. Especially on a day like today when it's like so muggy. Like we had this like day of sunshine and it's like, oh my god, twenty seven degrees on Sunday and then there's gonna be a storm and then it's gonna be freezing again for another four weeks. Good luck. Yeah. It's like they could have skipped daylight savings this year since we're like at home anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like true. Twenty twenty, don't bother. Who is this for? I reckon just get rid of time altogether oh that would be great <laughs> really i want to know more about this like six year packet of cigarettes what's the story why yeah jordan's salivating yeah <laughs> has three cigarettes a year makes it a personality like that's <laughs> me <laughs> Well, you know how cigarettes are really expensive here, but really cheap in Europe. And in 2014, I made the move to Australia, like with the intention to stay here. And I was like, oh, what's some stuff I should bring back with me? And um, cigarettes was one of them. And I got like a whole like <laughs> stick of like 10 packets or however many they sold for duty free. But then I was like, well, I'm actually just coming back into the country. And what if they like check me and they see that I'm like already smuggling cigarettes in? It'll look really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I declared them and then I could only keep like three packets. And two of them I smoked in that year. And then in that year I made the resolution to not smoke again. And I just put it in a shoebox with like letters people sent me. And then I was like, Oh, I want to look through those letters because my birthday is coming up and I found a packet of cigarettes. Oh, wow. What a treat. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Elia. Yeah. That's really sweet. That's actually a really, like, beautiful story. I was, like, expecting <laughs> you to be like, I moved house and I got caught in, like, the sock box and then I like, <laughs> forgot about it for seven years. <laughs> I do stuff like that sometimes. Like, I've hidden money from myself in books and then, like, purposefully forgot it and then reread the book one or two years later and found 50 bucks. That is so amazing. What a treat for yourself. You're your own Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm my own sugar daddy. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I could do that because I am habitually late and just cannot get anywhere in the morning. So like, I wish that I could forget that I've set a fake alarm. <laughs> but I'm too like aware, like anything that will prevent me from more sleep. I'm like, no, I'm trying to trick myself. I can fucking sleep in. I know it. I'm, I'm the same in terms of like snoozing 70,000 times. <laughs> yeah. And I set an alarm at like 6am when I need to get up at 8. And then I end up getting up at 8.30 anyway. Like, I, <laughs> it's a nightmare situation and I refuse to learn or grow. Um, what have you guys noticed about the world this week? What's popped out to you? Any news? There is so much so to much. discuss. <laughs> okay, so the Trumps have coronavirus. We're going to talk about it. But someone <laughs> also said, like, oh, my God, we found out about his tax returns this week too. Like, that came out on, like, Monday or Tuesday, and it's, like, old news now. We've had the debate. We've had coronavirus. So I have a question for you. Is there a part of you that thinks this is fake? Yes. That the current... No, not coronavirus is real. (laughs) (laughs) 
COVID. It's a hoax. Very, very real. Um, Trump having coronavirus is so convenient for a number of reasons. Mm. He doesn't have to debate for at least two weeks. It's kind of like shadowing the tax return stuff. Mm -hmm. It's making him more relatable to his fan base. And he'll come out the other side and be like, oh, I had no symptoms, it was fine. And then Mm -hmm. he says, I took the vaccine and it worked. Mm -hmm. And boom, people are like, wow, he did really deliver on that vaccine. He got sick himself and it cured him, so it must be working. They Mm -hmm. buy into it, he gets re-elected. The US dollar like plummets and all of a sudden online shopping for Australians gets really cheap. (laughs) (laughs) So either way, we come out on top. Yeah. (laughs) So you're saying... Oh my god! I love the also the conspiracy theory that Melania doesn't have coronavirus, <laughs> and that they've just said that she does so that people believe that they touch each other. <laughs> oh my god! I love that. I, I saw a tweet that was like, "Yeah, Melania doesn't have COVID, and if Trump dies, even if Melania is alive and well, he's going to have her buried in his tomb." <laughs> <laughs> With that Tiffany box. <laughs> oh gosh. I saw a tweet that was like, do you think he's in hospital in a gown or is he wearing a suit? (laughs) Didn't he do, he did some like live message this morning, be like, everything's fine, I'm great. And there's like flags behind him. Oh yeah, and you can't see his pants. People think he doesn't have pants on. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, same, none of us have pants on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was convinced he'd had coronavirus earlier. Like, I was so sure he had it earlier in the year. Even when he got tested and they said no, I was like, that's a lie. He had it. It was wild. Remember when Peter Dutton got it and he, like, hung out with him the week before? Mm. Whenever something like that happens, like but Dutton or Trump getting coronavirus, it's like the world is healing in a very small way. Yes. Like, the balance is shifting in the <laughs> right direction. <laughs> yeah. I'm at peace with that. I'm at mm. peace. I also saw the most hilarious tweet that was like, I love that we have all these medical professionals coming in just to tell us that he's fat. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. He's just, oh, that whole debate situation as well was hilarious. I can't stop watching it. Part of me is like, I know that we're fucked and I know that watching this just makes me be like, oh my God, we're fucked. But it's still, it's so funny (laughs) to me (laughs) that I can't stop watching it and like watching the moments. Like it's awful what happened to Joe Biden's son, but Joe Biden standing there screaming, my son, my son. And Trump just like talking about nothing for like, like at the same time. And then the moderator who's a shit moderator oh, and they'd be like ah oh, oh, you guys stop stop oh come on <laughs> yeah. be like, nice play nice now play yeah. nice oh my god it's too much it's it's like it's horrendous but hilarious at the same time someone rightfully said we needed michelle visage as the moderator <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely um, just like no and then she like mutes people what a dream that would be fucking great did you guys hear the recording of melania trump whinging about christmas <laughs> Yes. Oh I actually god. haven't. What did she say? Oh my god, Aurelia. It's so funny. <laughs> Such a vibe. <laughs> but it's also not because she's like a terrible person, but it's hilarious. She's complaining to her friend on the phone and she's like, I have so much stuff to organize. I have to organize Christmas. And it's like, who the fuck gives a shit about Christmas? But now I have to do all this decorating. Like I'm working my ass off. And then people come to me and they're like, you're complicit. Like you support everything that he says. And like, 
children were separated from their parents at the borders. And do I look like I give a fuck? Like, literally, <laughs> is like, like, what does she say? She's like, it's so she iconic. says something. She's like, get off my back. <laughs> she's like, I'm so busy with Christmas. The decorating. Do you, do you remember when she wore a coat that said, I don't really care, do you? Yes, because this recording was the same time as her wearing that coat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she had like an angsty wig where she went emo <laughs> and who like okay when i call my friends it's a hundred percent confidential it's a betrayal i don't know who this woman is do you know who she is charlie no a source anonymous source <laughs> like i mean i was getting my information from a grinder meme page yes. <laughs> <laughs> best of grinder yeah best yeah, of grinder yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So it was not exactly like a high-end news source. What are you talking about? It's where I get most of my news. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it's also like, yeah, it's like, did Melania get betrayed by her only friend? Yeah, and like, does she have lots of friends? I'm uh, very confused. One day we're going to see an incredible documentary about Melania's life. Oh and it's going to be so revealing. Oh and then she'll become goodness. a gay icon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll write another Evita musical about her. <laughs> I'm lost for words at that because I think that's genius <laughs> and I'm mad about it. <laughs> I didn't know that she had to be Flotus on Twitter. She's Flotus, which is first lady of the United States. But I thought it was just because she likes <laughs> Flotuses. Oh my God. That's what bad. is a Flotus? It's a flower a- <laughs> that's a lotus? Yeah. Basically, I thought it was like... It's a hybrid plant. Yes, yes, thank you. A hybrid plant. It's like a frangipani. And in my mind, I'm imagining a frangipani on a pond, which, you know, is Melania Trump. What happens if America has a female president or a president who has a male partner? Does it just become like Fotis, like first husband or first man of the... I don't even know that. First gentleman? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because... Fagotis. Oh, my God. It's just, I don't even, like, the the system is so not built for them to, like, be inclusive in any way that it's, like, no. they'll be they'll be so taken aback. It's like um Scott Morrison is building a chicken coop for his daughters. Congratulations to the, to the Morrisons. <laughs> I thought that was an Onion article for real. Uh, yeah. Well, these chickens, they're called the Ladies of the Lodge, which, don't hate that, what I do hate is the fact that he's telling his children or he's telling us that his daughters decided to name all the chickens after prime minister's wives. Yeah, it oh. sounds it's like they're trying so hard to be relatable. It's disgusting. <laughs> I really, really hate his whole social media presence is like not on point. Where's he been? Honestly, he was there for like, I felt like he was around when COVID hit. And then he's just like, good luck, guys. Back in Hawaii. He just wants to be the good news guy. I don't like him. I don't, I don't trust him. I don't trust the guy. But I thought it was funny that, like, he's called it Ladies of the Lodge and is, like, named after the wives of the prime ministers. And I was like, what about Julia Gillard? What? He hates her. <laughs> We're going to have, like, one chicken that's named after her live-in boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the, hair, the hairstylist. Yes! <laughs> have one chicken named after julia's beard please (laughs) (laughs) oh my god thank you for saying it i always thought that was a beard (laughs) i know i mean i just i do think it's funny (laughs) she was just getting her hair did and she was like pierre i've got a little favor to ask (laughs) are they still together i don't know i'll look that up 
I mean, I wish them all the best. I don't want to start rumors as well. Also, she's copped enough. She copped enough in the media. (laughs) And here I am being like, Julia, your boyfriend's gay. (laughs) (laughs) And you're a lesbian. Yes. (laughs) They are still together. Oh, great. Timothy Raymond Matheson is an Australian hairdresser and partner of Julia Gillard, former Prime Minister of Australia. A gay name. Sorry. Yeah, I know. No straight man keeps the full extension of their name. Say, say the full name once more. Timothy Raymond Mathieson. Mm, he's just going to go by Tim. Yeah. He'd be Matho or Tim. Mm-hmm. No in between. I wonder how many gay prime ministers we've had. Surely. I'm certain that Bob Hawke was curious. <laughs> well, maybe he was by. Absolutely. I mean, Kevin Rudd was a bit of a Nancy, but no gay would let their hair be like that. No, and he was super religious. <laughs> Which is a cover up. And can we talk about how they've done some evil, evil things, the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. But their whole institution is very camp. The costumes, the hierarchy. <laughs> the harmonies. The, the harmonies. The, <laughs> the, like, the sort of sing along and copy the leader mm-hmm. dance movements. Yep, mm-hmm. the robes. Mm-hmm. The little cracker snacks. Beads. <laughs> so many beads. So many beads. Crosses. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Normalizing beads at nighttime. Impaling men on crosses. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they went there. They could have gone in a very different direction. Speaking of Jesus, uh-huh. is it true that Kanye walked on water this week? I need you. Did you see that, Aurelia? Because I saw a snippet and I need confirmation. Okay, so I reckon what's happened is one of those classic things where it's actually a platform that's just like a centimeter underneath. What was the footage? I haven't even seen it. Oh my god. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. They did post a really cute photo of the family together. Did you see that video of Kanye and his daughter? Um, North. And North. And she's like helping like... At the fashion show. At the fashion show, and yes. Like and Kim's like watching, crying. <laughs> she's just like... <laughs> seen this oh my god Jonathan you would love it Kanye is like hosting this fashion show and Kim is in the audience watching but North is with Kanye and he's like giving her the mic every now and then to like let her like commentate as like all these like people at the fashion show walk past and she's just kind of like ooh, and like making (laughs) sounds into the microphone but Kim is like crying like oh my god I'm so proud I am so upset that he's embarrassing North like this like right now she thinks it's really cool and she's having fun but when she looks back on that when she's 12, 14, 18, she'll feel so cringe. True. Blue Ivy, on the other hand, oh. beautiful voice, sophisticated. She's being set up for success. You know? mm. Yeah. I'm going to, can you see this? So this yeah, is yeah. him. Okay, let me see. This is Kanye <laughs> walking on the water. So is that his whole family? No, <laughs> that's the just... choir. Oh, oh yeah. This is some cult. I don't know. if it's, Is it for a video clip or something? Who knows? Yeah, well, they're very well dressed. His new world order. <laughs> oh, speaking of cults. Oh, my God, guys. Oh, I can't believe I haven't brought this up earlier. Jared Leto <laughs> oh, what? is running a cult. He has a private island that he charges people to come to. He wears white. He looks like Jesus. And he just, like, takes them on their spiritual journey. <laughs> he wears white. It's so evil. <laughs> Like gets charges people to like come to his like private island and he's like the leader like do like spiritual discoveries and that you have to work there to like it's very built up like a like a cult 
And this is when we think of Jared Leto, when we think of his trajectory and his life and his oh career, my God. it makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. It it's makes perfect exactly sense the way we expected. Because he mm-hmm. he was doing that wanky thing about like being all method with the role of the Joker. Like he uh, want, like everyone was like, "You'll never be Heath Ledger." He's like, "Just watch me. I'm also going to go off the deep end after this role." And now he's like clearly invented a fucking cult on an island just to get attention. But I'm jealous. I wish I was running a cult on an island. Oh my god, it's uh, so you, Aurelia. Honestly, <laughs> I would follow you. The management yeah. would be on point. We would look great. You would style us correctly. Organic food. Mm. Yes. Know. I'd have like Google Forms to submit to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to leave? I fill out this Google Form. Yeah. It will be $1,200. It just goes into a spam folder that you never check. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone that, like, speaking of, like, we know that Charlie and I would follow you, Aurelia, but is there anyone where you felt like if they just said, come to this co-op I've got mm. two hours out of the city, that you would follow them, like a celebrity or something? I have always been a bit of a Gaga obsessive. I'm a little monster. Sure. So Gaga could kind of do something and I'd be like, this is the way. <laughs> absolutely oh my god if Beyonce had a cult I would be lining up for a ticket (laughs) yeah yeah and a shirt (laughs) ticket and a shirt for sure like if Gaga or Beyonce militarized their fans oh yeah there would be world peace (laughs) (laughs) we we would end every war And start a new one. (laughs) And K-pop, like, people are so, like, K-pop has just, it's that level of, like, fandom that I haven't seen since, like, Gaga or Beyonce, that kind of stuff. One Direction, too. One Direction, yeah. I love One Direction. (laughs) Did you just crucify yourself? I did. I did the sign of the cross for one day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm talking about our Lord Harry Styles. Yeah, that's the one day I want. I remembered I watched this great documentary. I don't know if I've told you about it. It's called Feels Good Man. Oh, yeah, you were going to tell us about it. but Yeah, it's about a meme of Pepe or Pepe the Frog. I watch a documentary, still don't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, without, like, explaining the whole documentary, it, like, explains how it, like, come to fame and how um, 4chan and 8chan had a lot to do with it and how it aided, essentially, the 2016 election. And essentially all these, like disenfranchised mainly men it seems american and elsewhere were like spamming those message boards and incels doing a whole incel stuff anyways then i started like thinking while i was stoned like wow these people influenced the election with their negative vibes on 4chan how can we do that but with positive vibes to help good things to happen That's so beautiful. Yeah, well, I get really into shit like that when I'm stoned. And then I was like, what's the opposite of 4chan? And I would say at the time it would have been probably Tumblr. Uh, We were huge Tumblrs. Yeah. Oh, were you? I was spending so much time on Tumblr, like hours and hours. And it just was a really positive space. Like people would come out, people would share like fashion. Anyways, Tumblr is dead. So I thought the new Tumblr obviously is TikTok because TikTok is the exact opposite of something like 4chan or Reddit because it's Mm. all like image based. It's all like happy and funny. And it's not anonymous. Yeah. You're like your face is out there and it's like really kind of positive and funny. But mm. it is also negative. But yeah, so that's why Trump is trying to shut it down. I finally figured it out. That is my breaking news. <laughs> well, it's like Kellyanne Conway's no, daughter. Fuck up this name. Yeah, yes. but Kellyanne Conway's daughter 
revealed that she had coronavirus and like was shitting on Trump and co. Mm. And that's opening up a new realm of like, I don't even know the word, but like, you know, political awareness and influence. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That has never happened before. Yeah, Gen Z are Antifa and there's nothing but respect for them. (laughs) But they truly, (laughs) like, especially in terms of like influence and stuff like that on TikTok, there was like a massive lean towards the left, especially after the riots after George Floyd and people just being at home watching TikTok, their algorithms were like leaning them towards more left-wing ideas, whereas Mm. usually it like just keeps you in your box. But because you're spending so much time on your phone, you can get swept up and people are getting radicalized, in my opinion, in a good way. (laughs) um, Absolutely. And that's when they trashed Trump's rally and they booked out Trump's rally and no one was there. Mm. And that was K-pop sans. Yes, it was. It mm-hmm. was K-pop. K-pop is going to save America. I honestly believe it will. I have so oh. much faith in Gen Z making positive change through dance memes. Mm-hmm. And I'm for it. And I love the reads on millennials because I think it's absolutely correct. There was one millen- like one millennial read that was like, all millennials do is like talk about what Hogwarts house they're in and say doggo. <laughs> oh my god too real (laughs) it's too much much. i can't handle it i know that you hate doggo as a term aurelia aurelia's been personally attacked by doggo (laughs) what house are you guys i'm gryffindor through and through i will say every time i get it (laughs) um i haven't taken the test (laughs) you're a slytherin (laughs) 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 thank you It's very, I don't know how you guys are feeling. I know we've kind of talked about JK before, but I loved Harry Potter as a child and very much identified as a Potter bitch for a long time. And then like kind of drifted when I became an adult and was like, oh, I I don't need to be obsessed with Harry Potter anymore. I have a personality outside of brands. (laughs) Arguably. (laughs) Although now my whole personality is just like waiting until I can watch the way we were with my housemates this week i've just just taken over my life anyway whereas now i actually am genuinely finding it hard to consume harry potter stuff in light of jk's personal stance on um being an asshole it really sours things Mm. i I went on booktopia to buy like a book and i saw like harry potter books on the front page and i'm like is it there because booktopia is featuring us on purpose or is it just trending lots of people buying Mm her books and it made me so mad i immediately closed the side and didn't buy what i meant to buy and now she's got this she's got this new book out oh yeah, god that's pseudonym. yeah which is like that's happened since we talked about it and the premise of it is so transphobic and so and it's not even phobic it's so anti and hateful that it's yeah like cis male transvestite dressing up as a woman to murder people and i saw the greatest summation of that storyline which is that when your argument is that trans women are predators trying to get into female spaces and you don't have any evidence to back that up, you just write a story about it. There's no real world examples of this, so she had to create her own. I also saw on Twitter like little snippet from the book and the way it was written was so awful. The supposed conversation between the two characters was supposed to be in like, I guess, a casual language, but it just failed so badly at that. 
I can't fathom how anyone would read this and enjoy it, even if they are transphobic, because it's just so badly written. Yeah. yeah. And she's like lifted the lid off now. Like, you know, mm. for a long time there, everyone was like, oh, she's latently transphobic and she's latently saying these things. But now it's like she's just like openly like retweeting transphobic shit. Mm. She's not even hiding it anymore. She doesn't have to. She's a squillionaire that will be set for life. Absolutely. Mm. Just stop writing, girl. Like, <laughs> get a journal. Get a hobby. Start doing something else. Like, calm down. <laughs> Your freedom is not being encroached upon because trans people exist. <laughs> stop being – they're so scared. They're so scared. And for what? So dumb. Anyway – I don't really play games apart from that brief period of time where I was playing The Avengers on <laughs> PS4 for about two days, and that became my personality for those two days as well. But I feel like people are debating whether or not to buy the Harry Potter. Oh, thing. the new game, Her- yeah. um, Hogwarts Legacy. See, I'm really actually torn about this because I have always, like, ever since I was young, wanted an RPG for Harry Potter, which is like a role-playing game that would be like you in Hogwarts and you get to experience it and be a student. Like, that was always, like, the thing that I wanted most of all, and now that's about to come out next year. And the game makers have come out and said, this game was not created with J.K. Rowling. She's not attached to this project. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new story. Yes, we're using the original books that she created as, like, an inspiring setting, but they're like, this is a different thing. It kind of felt like as much as they could, they were saying, please don't attach this to J.K. Rowling. And to be honest, I feel so sorry for the game makers that have probably been working for like four or five years, slaving away at this multi-million dollar game. Mm. And then in that same week, J.K. Rowling comes out with a transphobic book and it's just like, fuck trans people. And it's like, oh my God. It's so funny in the gaming world because it is like, while it can be very misogynistic and filled with incels and Pepe the Frog vibes, (laughs) it's also such a haven for queers. Like there's so many Mm. queer people who love it. Someone was telling me about The Last of Us Part 2, which is basically a zombie video game. Is it? It's zombies, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm out of my depth here. But basically the lead character is a girl and she's a lesbian and it is like one of the worst rated video games games online so if you look up any reviews it's so badly rated but it is like known as one of the best video games ever but incels Mm -hmm. just went hardcore and tore it down on all the online reviews so that people wouldn't... It's fucking ridiculous. It's actually quite interesting the overlap in bias that people have towards movies that are often targeted at women. Like your typical chick flick movie will always have a lower rating on your IMDb and Rotten Tomato scores because people review it saying negative things about the film that in the context of what the film... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. What was meant to do doesn't make sense. Like, mm. you wouldn't give a comedy movie a one-star rating because it wasn't particularly insightful or deep. Yeah. Because that's not the purpose of it. So a lot of those movies that we, I guess, call chick flicks, they're not supposed to make you open your third eye and discover, like, <laughs> <laughs> what you've been missing in life. They're just yeah. meant Some to of them entertain. Have, <laughs> Some right. of them have, eat, pray, love. But, um, <laughs> but like, it's just men and people who feel negatively towards women rating down films that aren't meant for them and it's it's really frustrating it's a negative association with like femininity and thinking feminine things are dumb and frivolous so like mm. yeah. if anyone really nerds out on video games you can appreciate that they're probably an intelligent person mm. uh, or if they're like com- comic books and superheroes and stuff most of the time we do associate that with intelligence if someone's obsessed with fashion or decorating or scrapbooking makeup a thousand percent anything that's like feminine it's like again yeah frivolous and dumb because to be feminine is to be wasting your time but we love wasting time (laughs) (laughs) i got nothing to do but waste time But it's so wrong because, like, makeup, it's that Devil Wears Prada monologue. Also, a great film that is, like, not even a rom-com. What is it? Just like- I think it's a thriller. <laughs> <laughs> because that movie gives me goosebumps to this day. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a new um, Netflix show called Emily in Paris. Have, oh. Has it been advertised to you? Yes, it's it comes up straight away. Straight away. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Emily has just moved to Paris to be a fashion editor and she doesn't speak French and she's American and annoying and everyone <laughs> hates her. So it's Sex in the City. I By think the it's makers made... from Sex in the City. Yes! yes! <laughs> oh. oh my God. It's got Darren Star written all over it. <laughs> Bloody hell. There is some whack stuff coming out that I'm so into. Although, have you guys watched Enola Holmes on Netflix? Not yet, but I want to. I... <laughs> You can give it a miss. I'm just going to say Is it bad? It, it's oh. absolutely terrible, which is so upsetting because I was so utterly down for it. I was like, oh my God, because I love the Sherlock series. I used to read the Sherlock books and because it's set at the start of the 1900s. So it's kind of like around the like suffragette time and Millie Bobby Brown plays Enola Holmes. Sherlock and Mycroft's younger sister and Henry Cavill is Sherlock and he's so fucking hot and (laughs) Helena Bonham Carter plays their like aloof suffragette mother Wait, wait. Is her name Helena Bonham Carter? <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. I've been calling her Helena Bonham Carter. 
bottom. Oh my god. Which I think she's a top actually. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I think she was a top until like the last ten years. I think mean, she's yeah. transitioned. I've seen her walking onto like <laughs> talk shows. She's transitioned to a bottom. <laughs> but yeah, this movie it's it like has all the right ingredients and I was like, that's a killer story and I thought it was a series and I was like even more down for that. Like the idea of every week Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill like solve murders in olden day London and I was like, I'm ready for that. And it's a movie, which makes no sense. And it is so bizarrely written. It never goes anywhere. There's all these, like, loose dangled threads about feminism that never eventuate into a plot point. (laughs) Was it written by a man? (laughs) It must be. It's so... It's so funny because the reason I don't want to watch it is because I'm like, I don't need people to trick me into thinking about, like... I know what you mean. Oh, she's a feminist. It was was the 1900s. But that's the thing, it's not even that. Like, the only character who is, like, acknowledged as a feminist openly is Helena Bonham Carter's character. But Mm. the whole thing is that, like, she's aloof. So she's, like, away for the whole film. And it's, like, she's a part of this kind of, like, sect of secret women who are doing, like, underground feminist business to, like, overthrow the government or something like that. Same. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, like, you, you find out that they're making a bomb. which is really exciting. And again, if this was a series, it would be great to get into that. Mm -hmm. But we never see anything about it and it doesn't go anywhere. And (laughs) the only time that Helena returns is at the end of the film just to give Enola a hug and she's just like, be good, my daughter. And then it ends. And it's just like, this is a piece of shit. Oh my God, they couldn't (laughs) afford to pay Helena Bonham Carter for the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, we need the name on the bill to get people to watch it, but we can't actually afford to hire her for more than two hours she's gotta come in quick hug her hello and goodbye and that's it feminist business i almost recommend watching it Mm -hmm. but like drink or get high as you're doing it because it's a snore fest it's a snooze fest sorry I think it's very, it's, it's, it's fine. And it's probably like good for like young kids as well to see that stuff. But sometimes when they like do stuff where they're like, Oh, feminism. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, they hand it to us. Like, here you go. Aren't you proud? Look at this, yeah. this girl doing whatever she wants. Whatever. And there's only so much I can kind of endure of that storyline of everyone in the world underestimates her because she's a girl. Like, mm. and being like, Oh, girls can't do maths and oh you're educated Enola that's not like you and it's like all right we get it it's the 1900s but like please like hurry this along like I we need to just get to the point where we know that she's competent and we can just deal with that it's like mm. Disney woke you know like, yeah <laughs> exactly that's what they're doing here. do you guys hear the I'm curious because I think it's very funny but I think that sometimes I find things funny that maybe I shouldn't oh my god it's gonna but, be the most heinous thing I no. can tell <laughs> Like, someone started a rumor that Millie Bobby Brown is really homophobic. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. I yes, I did see that. <laughs> and it Enemy makes, of the pod. It makes me laugh so much and it's <laughs> cruel because she's a child. And, like, pe- yeah, it people is cruel. are literally mm. editing footage together to make it look like she's, like, using homophobic slurs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so random that it works. Yes, I <laughs> 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 It's like when we decided that Bubba Duke and um, Pennywise were queer icons. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> take this child star and say that she's homophobic. I think it's because there's like a re- like you know, especially in the face of like like we were saying before, like with J.K. Rowling and with people and John Cleese coming out and signing that, I think people actually being homophobic, transphobic, and all that yeah. stuff. That it's mm. fun to be like and Millie Bobby <laughs> Brown. <laughs> yeah, it's like the. Did you guys see the a couple of years ago the Demi Lovato story that got like shared all around? No. About how someone <laughs> it was all over Tumblr for a couple of years. It was like someone went to a meet and greet and Demi, it was like them recounting their trauma story of meeting Demi Lovato and it was like I used to be the biggest Demi fan, but then I went to meet her and she was the most vile person. As soon as I got up to the podium to meet her she like poked me in the stomach and said oh what is it i'm gonna get it up because i (laughs) it's funny and i'm sure there's people out there who see that and like think it's real and and that's probably like you know there's no winning these kinds of things but it's also interesting that like that's so funny to the gays yeah (laughs) like (laughs) the person showing me the like homophobic millie videos was like my gay bestie yeah. <laughs> this fan says, I went up to meet her, but Demi Lovato flicked my vagina and started speaking whale to me at a meet and greet and is now harassing me on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> flicked my vagina. <laughs> It's, it's, you're right, really. It's like, it, it's something so gay about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god. I reckon it's because like sometimes you you gotta laugh, but when it's legitimate homophobia and legitimate harassment, which gays and queers do experience, it's always kind of that line of like we wanna make we wanna get stronger and laugh about it, but we, we can't sort of like demean someone's experience. But with something like this that is clearly fake, we get to kind of work through that mm. silliness. <laughs> I, I love it's the same as like saying that people are cancelled. Like when yeah. they've done like nothing wrong. Nothing. Even if yeah. they have done something wrong and they've apologized, I love saying that they're <laughs> yeah, cancel me, mom, and their yeah. lives are ruined. And especially around like my parents or like other people who are like sensitive to that kind of stuff, who think that like you know, like Joe Rogan thinking that cancellation is the worst thing that's going to happen to somebody. I just, it's so fun. It's so it is fun, fun to stir them. Talking about news that seemed fake but actually real, Jeffrey Star's boyfriend saga. Oh, oh my god! Tell me about. I <laughs> haven't. Have to talk heard about this you need to tell me well a few weeks back remember we were maybe talking about how jeffrey star was now dating this nba player who had left his family for him mm-hmm. and she came out like the ex came out on twitter and yeah. was just like fuck jeffrey star like come back to me baby like she was just like distraught like it was sort of like live reaction like she found out at the time the world found out so she had a very public outcry about this whole situation and jeffrey mm. star was you know a snake in how he dealt with it <laughs> <laughs> and now um, he tweeted or messaged, he must have messaged him before, I guess. But it just seems like something you'd keep between you and your partner. But he was like atting him and saying, you're not replying to my calls. Bring back all the shit I gave you. Yes. Go robbing me <laughs> yeah. and just causing more drama. I kind so- of love it. Like the idea that this couple were like, we're going to briefly get entangled with Jeffree Star, steal some of his shit and then return to our couple them. Mm. The exact message was, since you can't answer the phone right now, can you give me all the stuff that you stole from our house? Two question marks. What kind of low-life fucking scum does that? Give it back, four exclamation marks. If you need a return label, just ask. Cry face emoji. <laughs> now, I'm not saying he deserved it. 
but God's timing is always right. <laughs> <laughs> did Jeffrey Star have a long-term boyfriend before this as well? Mm-hmm. He did, and there was all this shit about people saying that he paid him. And I think Jeffrey said that. He gave him some sort of allowance or something like that. But I would probably like There's give Taylor an allowance if I earned as much money as Jeffrey Star. If I was Absolutely. like, you don't have to work, do what you want. I would be offended if I didn't have an allowance. I'd be like, you got millions and I'm working in a call center. (laughs) Give me all that Porsche de Rossi pay. (laughs) Oh my God. Did you see that Ellen also got robbed? No. Oh my God. Oh my God. NBA family. Yeah, no, it's it's so good. It was like Ellen's mansion got robbed and they, there was an article that was talking about how it was a quote unquote inside job apparently, and they were investigating it. And then, like, the top comment on this thread was, get her ass, Portia. (laughs) (laughs) Get what's yours, Portia, and get back. Where's she from? Portia's from Geelong, isn't she? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Take it all back to Geelong, bitch. It's yours. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's the long con. We need, like, a boost to the local economy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Portia's bringing it home. Finally. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I mean... If I was going to leave Jeffree Star and not come back, I would rob him as well. <laughs> and then that boyfriend who robbed him posted also saying that he had gotten, not essentially paid, but Jeffrey gave him nice things to I mean, I'm like, sure. spend time with him. But it's mm. also like, how long was the relationship? Because you do give each other stuff in a relationship, right? Yeah. And also like, <laughs> it wasn't even got against like someone getting paid to be with somebody. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Again, I mean, I'm like Melania. Oh my god! Yeah, what's her allowance? I feel like it's been cut, and she's just been left with Christmas decorations. She's pissed. Someone needs to make a fuck Christmas remix with Melania's like soundbite. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, that would be great. I hate Melania Trump, but of course I love her for <laughs> reasons I can't quite explain. Have you guys been following the Savage X Fenty show this week? It was all over my Instagram, and I loved it. I really love Rihanna. Actually, if she had a cold, I would I would move on to that island. Oh, uh, yeah. Take yeah. me to a Barbados. I'm like, I mean, I feel like this is a cult. It's become this new, like, way of life that has just completely stomped on Victoria's Secret, and everyone's just like, this is the new way. Mm, and especially given that Victoria's Secret has been both literally cancelled, as in people don't support them anymore. Although I do have a pair of really cute Victoria's Secret underwear. Um, (laughs) But they have been cancelled, and their show has been cancelled this year as well. And I think they also have money problems. I feel like they've been, like, dwindling in brokenness for, like, a long time. They're really broke. And Rihanna's just... taken over and if you haven't seen it you just you should at least look at the instagram images because they're so sexy there's so much diversity in terms of size gender expression gender expression as well and also a thing i loved especially on the savage x fenty website they have boxer briefs that are modeled by men who don't look like typical male models Mm. Just like a little bit of chubby tummy, Mm. soft arms, soft legs. And it's just so like nice to see see that. Yeah. Yeah. It made me so happy. There's been a lot of discussion, should be more, but Mm. at least there's been like a lot of discussion leaning toward body positivity or body normalization as well for particularly women. I mean, we're talking, I'm I'm speaking in very binary terms, but especially in like advertisements Mm. and stuff like that. This is what we're seeing. But 
it, it should be all inclusive because there are so many bodies and there's pressure on everybody to look and feel a certain way and then to mm. have a company owned by Rihanna like oh my god <laughs> it's really exciting it, it's really powerful it really feels like we're seeing the beginning of this new incredible industry that's going to be more diverse in gender expression in body shapes and sizes in all colors and it makes me feel positive about the future because it can be really disheartening in industries like fashion or makeup and this kind of stuff where you have these mega companies who dominate the market and have just no interest in diversifying their outlook. Mm. And it's like, how can a new up-and-coming artist or designer ever break into that scene to sort of open the door for other people? And so you kind of need someone huge like Rihanna to just be like, no, I'm championing this cause and I'm going to make it happen. And then because of that, the little people can come up as well and start to mm, do what they can. Yeah, we stand. Like Rihanna is coming in here with her beautiful face and like amazing body and opening doors for other people who don't look like her. And yeah. I think it's so uncommon because people open doors for others generally because they know them or they like them or it's kind of, I guess, still rooted in nepotism. Like, I know you, you know me, let's help each other. But seeing yeah. her really open up to so many different types of people who she's in no way like exploiting or like Mm. giving a leg up because she knows them Mm. it gives me hope yeah she's a legend it's so cool she's really excited did paris goble choreograph it as well the um, Kiwi choreographer who did the Sorry video. Um, look, I, I have might no have idea what you're read talking that, about. But oh. I like know nothing <laughs> about choreography. <laughs> okay, do yourself a favor and follow Royal Family or Paris Goble on Instagram. It's insane. Her dancing is out of control, which is why the Sorry video was so good. Is she's all about like inclusivity with all different kinds of bodies and being like, especially with commercial dancing, she's like, it's all been pushed one way when actually there are so many incredible dancers who are of all shapes and sizes and to actually be able to dance and do all that stuff. 80% of the time, you're not going to be stick thin and you're not going to like have the body that's been advertised as like the norm for like a dancer. Mm. On the topic of choreography, I saw you post this week, Aurelia, about that musical. Am I correct in saying that you might be on the path to becoming a musical theatre Um, Yes, I listened to it while I was cleaning my room today and I did like it. Yeah, I've opened my heart to musical theatre. That's all I need. That's all I need. All right, I'm going to be sending you all sorts of shit. You've been sitting on this for fucking how long, Charlie? Have you listened to anything in this podcast or have you just been like, where's my in? And I talked to Aurelia about the musical. Um, I hadn't heard of that. I've been out of the loop with um, like new musicals and or musicals in general for the last like year. I just keep re-listening to the same shit. So when I saw you post that, Aurelia, what? Um, it's actually really old. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Um, for colored girls who have considered suicide slash when the rainbow is enough, and it's following the lives of seven women and just telling their stories in a musical. And I just read a bunch of interviews with people who cited that play as something that inspired them because mm. there's not a lot of, I guess, storylines where it's multiple women of color whose lives yeah. it's, you know, 
more like three white girls and like one black girl who's like funny. Yeah, thousand <laughs> um, <Yes>. percent. <laughs> exactly. So I changed that, and I was like, I need to listen to this. And I tried to get the script, and I just couldn't find it anywhere in Australia. And then I found this record store in Adelaide who had the uh, recording. So amazing. Cool. Yeah. That's fucking great. So I'm going to look into it. Well, that's the other thing about musicals is the history of music theatre is like built on white supremacy. So it's like it's yeah. certainly changing its ways in certain things. But the nature of musicals, the way that they get produced and stuff, is so it's such a slow process that like by the time a musical is made or by the time the sound recording comes out, it's irrelevant. <laughs> it's like it's like lost like even like i'll stand hamilton for forever i love it but i think that like by the time it came to disney plus everybody was like i can take like watch this with a grain of salt and see like the pro-america message that i think is a bit problematic and like blah 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 but also Mm. we have everyone on tiktok ripping it to shreds so it's easy to (laughs) (laughs) it's easy to know um but that's really exciting we love a music theater gay i mean i've seen hairspray so like it's not like i'm totally clueless (laughs) yeah yeah, i've seen (laughs) grace yeah yeah oh my god i'll watch i'll watch chicago next yes do it i love this i just need you to know that you saying you've seen hairspray is like a relative saying i love dave hughes Um, (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) but actually no i fuck i'm gonna call myself out here that it was uh rude of me to say (laughs) I mean, hairspray, I love Hairspray. Hairspray, Grease, and Chicago are three incredible musicals in their own right, and um, and I love them. So Just baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, baby yeah, steps, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. On this note, <laughs> we have kind of like part two to the Rob Guest situation because oh, yes. we spoke a few weeks ago on the podcast about all the drama about the lack of racial diversity that was getting called out for the Rob Guest Musical Theatre Award or Endowment. And fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, based on the response, they have pulled the plug on the entire thing and had the most childish, pathetic reaction, which is fine. We're not going to do it anymore, and they blamed it on the apparent bullying of the white finalists, which is just cringe and racist and just ridiculous. So hopefully, like the Victoria Secret situation, where a new and awesome collective has come in and been like, you know, fuck that, we're going to invent the world that we want to live in. Yeah. I can see that already happening. I think Rob Guest is on his way out. And he left a couple of years ago, Charlie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. May he rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's the collective called the People of Cabaret mm-hmm. that are starting an initiative and like a sort of registry for musical and cabaret performers who are of colour in Australia as Absolutely. a way to push this, like, you cannot ever say that you that there's no talent pool to pull from when we've got this literal registry ready to go so yeah times are changing and it's good to see and if anybody is listening to this who is thinking of auditioning for a acting school you don't have to do music theater or any kind of art school i would like anything that's like it costs money to audition or apply because a lot of these schools it's like 60 dollars per school just to audition let alone getting to the state that they audition in staying there overnight like there's a lot of gates that you have to bash through um there's something called the bu initiative and the aoc initiative as well if you look them up on instagram you'll find them and you can just send in an application and they will give you they've raised tens of thousands of dollars over the last few weeks in light of the rob guest endowment and they will fly you to the city that you need to be in pay 
pay for accommodation or find accommodation for you and pay for your audition cost as well and a pianist if you need it. Amazing. Oh, I need a pianist. <laughs> um, I but yeah, that's pe- awesome. I have a pianist in every city. Yeah. <laughs> I have one in my drawer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very necessary but yeah the, the rob guessing is wild and it's like it's always so funny when when someone who's done something racist cites mental health yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I just think it's um the irony is not lost on us mm. <laughs> should we get into our queer and a oh hell yes i think we have a we have an interesting one this week all right so cam from collingwood writes in and says I've been dating my boyfriend for three months and recently met his family on Zoom. His dad was super friendly to me and stayed on the call after my boyfriend and his mum left to get to know me. I feel like he's hitting on me. He's also (laughs) sent me a care package this week and I don't know what to make of it. Is he just being friendly? Is this normal? This is my first real relationship. (laughs) No, this is not normal. Um, Charlie, take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm obsessed with this care package. Yeah. I'm imagining like novelty soaps and cookies with Ham's name on it. (laughs) I'm imagining artisanal honey. Oh. And and like a bottle of wine. Yeah. What the fuck? Is he sending his son those gifts as well? Or is it just the boyfriend? (laughs) Yeah. There's like a tasteful G-string. Yeah. on here spa for two don't tell your boyfriend (laughs) that's a weird situation to be in i would say firstly talk to your boyfriend because maybe it's something that dad always does maybe he's just super protective and wants to get to know no let's just be real that dad wants to fuck his son's boyfriend (laughs) i don't know what do you think aurelia well how would you handle this i don't know maybe he's like overcompensating for being a bad father and being like homophobic and now he's like being extra welcoming yeah he doesn't know that it comes across as hitting on boyfriend like that's true when i've met some like people i've been seeing like meeting their parents and if they're like not black you know they put in a lot of effort to be like saying how like woke they are and how much they don't care about xyz oh my god Sending you a care package with artisanal honey. Oh, absolutely. Like <laughs> pointing out the black authors on their bookshelves. Uh, oh, I watched Hairspray once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe the dad is like, yeah, I'm, I've seen Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my son and I love him so much. I will suck his boyfriend's dick just to show yes. him. <laughs> That's what woke parents do, dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is really funny, though, in that, like, overcompensation thing. I will say that like, when I came out to my parents, I told my mum via Instagram DM that I had a girlfriend. Oh, my um, God, Your mum is on Instagram? <laughs> I know. That is so... She responded to my story, and I just replied and said, ha-ha, oh, by the way, my friend Kayla is my girlfriend. Oh, and my And she God. said, who's Kayla? <laughs> that is crazy. That is what my sister did as well. Yes. Like, she just... She was dating what we thought was just her best friend for like months 
and like having her over to our house and that kind of stuff and then just like told us in hindsight oh actually she's my girlfriend i was just <laughs> yeah. like that's a way to do it just that's the way it works slip out. it in sometimes you just don't feel like having the conversation you know <laughs> <laughs> if you can avoid it avoid it but then my brother sent me a message being like mom and dad are having there's like a secret competition about who's most cool about it like, oh the way god! Oh. <laughs> like dad will say something, mum be like, "Oh, that didn't even cross my mind." Like I don't even think about that stuff. Like yeah, yeah, I don't see sexuality. I don't see like I'm just not even. It's very yeah. funny when that happens. So maybe, maybe this dad, I would talk to boyfriend about it because if if he's if this is new behavior, maybe it's a yeah. discussion. Maybe mm. it's a discussion to have. I'd get on Grinder and put the location to the dad's house and just check that shit out. <laughs> yeah, if there's someone with a no face there who says discreet, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you'd be like, "Do you reckon? Would you recognize your dad's dick?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is there a family resemblance? <laughs> That's one way to find out. I wonder if this is a situation considering, like, and it's not a good situation, it's sad, but there are most likely a lot of older gentlemen who are closeted and who are in, like, nuclear families and then their sons come out and they're, like, running around... having a good time gallivanting gallivanting (laughs) absolutely and i wonder if they're just if there's like a bitterness or like (laughs) a need to hit on the boyfriend there is some freudian stuff i think you i think you're right though aurelia there is this thing with certain straight men it's like they want to show how friendly they are and how down they are with gays that it almost becomes yeah as you said like it just goes too far the other way like, are you making fun of me? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I've had more aggressive flirting happen from straight guys at uni and that kind of stuff that were just trying to be friendly to me and show how completely fine they are being affectionate with other men and that kind of stuff, which is nice on one hand, but it's like, it's also not nice because it's like, sometimes it's like, well, I don't know what to make of this. Like even other gay men wouldn't, even if they were flirting with me, they wouldn't be doing it this aggressively. So I can't, how am I meant to know what the fuck is going on? Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. luck, Cam. Yeah, enjoy that, honey. <laughs> Honeymoon phase, love it. Another queer and a ticked off. We've saved yeah. another gay, another gay's life. We did it. You are blessed. <laughs> what a brains trust we are, my friends. Yeah. What a- <laughs> I'm gonna watch this Emily in Paris situation this week. I watch and, it too. Yeah, and the pep. Can you send us a? Is the Pepe the Frog one? Is it on anywhere? Yeah, I'll send you like an illegal site you can watch it on. Thank <laughs> you. And have you guys <laughs> caught up to speed with Selling Sunset? No, actually, I, I might do that it. today. Yeah, oh. yeah, we'll talk that next week. Okay, great. Okay, great. I'll do that. <laughs> Let's do that. Amazing. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.